Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Really cool episode uh, today. I'm bringing to you ad-free again. So you guys are welcome. Um, but if you haven't picked up some Wilfred cannabis pre-rolls, I think you just released CBD. Uh, I'll definitely do a full advertisement on the next one, but go to wilfredcannabis.com. Check out his products. Uh, he's been a sponsor on the podcast for a while. But this is a really cool uh, conversation we just had about being an artist in Los Angeles, and I think it's really relevant, uh, you know, during the time of COVID, uh, what the city's like, what the future of the film and music industries are. Um, my guest today is in the music industry. He also uh, dabbles a bit in film. Uh, he's done set work. Uh, he's done some some small roles. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at local color. Uh, that's the uh, name under which he makes music. He has a bunch of songs out on Spotify and SoundCloud and I think a couple on Apple Music. Uh, really cool guy. I met him about five years ago in Sarasota, Florida. Uh, his brother lived next door to me. We uh, just reconnected and it's been four years. We, we A lot of this podcast is really just catching up. I haven't talked to him in about four years. Um, he's in Los Angeles. He's really trying to get his music out there and and find his way. And so we talk about, uh, I think, some things that people don't like to talk about. Um, we always talk about the good stuff out here, and there's some dark days, and there's some struggles, and people lie, and they backstab you, and they uh, they try and bring you down. And there's definitely just a lot of stuff that... Uh, you don't hear about when you move out here. So I think this is a great podcast if you're interested in what Los Angeles is like and what the entertainment industry is like. And uh, this was a fun one. So without further ado, everyone, please welcome Gabe Garns. The Ryan Minford Podcast. An empirical paradigm. That should be it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty pretty close. I think that'll work. Thanks for coming on, man. Of course, man. I I, I appreciate it so much for sure. I'm I'm happy to be here. How long you been in uh, L.A.? Um, coming up on four years. Four years now. So yeah, wow. Solid amount of time. You know, not. Yeah, not... about the same for me. Four years. Really? So when did you it's, when uh... did you make your? Because I knew that. Basically, all I know of you is, you know, Ringling and that situation. Mm-hmm. So when when did yeah. you go from there, from, you know, or from wherever to L.A.? Like, when did that happen? I, I spent the summer after I graduated 2016. Um, and then I came out that fall to go to grad school out here. Word. Okay, okay. So, so, so basically, like, to... around the same time I was out, 2016 is when I got here, so. Yeah. I just remember it was right before Trump. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I remember. Before everything went I to moved, shit. I moved <laughs> out here and I was like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> I remember I had grad school classes that we just stopped class to watch the debates and stuff. I was like, what is this? I mean, it was, it was a big such deal, a crazy man. crazy time. Yeah, it was a big deal. Definitely a shift in, I don't know, culture I feel like or regardless of the politics just like the amount of attention that he just sucked up all the time yeah and I'm even just, not- i'm happy that i'm happy that we get somebody else in there who's just hopefully less attention on yeah like, like i feel some- like every day it was something 
someone was saying that like when Obama was president, you you never you forgot you forgot about him. You didn't you didn't know. Yeah. But literally every day of Trump's presidency, something new, some bullshit, something. You know, like I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's just ridiculous. But I mean, yeah, I'm I'm relieved in a way, but also, you know, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done in this whole country and everything. There but the whole week, man, the whole week of um, the election, I was just stressed, oh, man. man. I was like, I couldn't even, I don't know, I was like, I was... Well, I go to bed the first night, I was like, okay, looks like Trump's winning. He had all the states, right? Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I woke up, and it's like, okay, he lost two of them. I was like, but he's still in the lead. And then it was like, <laughs> one by, day by day, he kept losing the states. And, you know, of course, then his supporters are like, why is he losing the states? It's like, because of the mail-in votes, <laughs> you know? And then they're like, well, fraud, fraud. You're like, all right, fraud. all right. Like this all this all makes sense uh, if you if you put it on paper, but like people just want to you know have it their way, so I get it. But I mean, but Trump got a lot of votes, man. He got more than Obama. So, yeah, second second most, you know, second most voted president of all time, you know, in America. So I think this is this election will change elections just for the amount of people that did vote. You know. Yeah, you said didn't you said didn't vote or did vote? Did did. Oh okay yeah yeah for sure. I was thinking about like. Okay, if you like, there's a lot of Republicans that are like, oh, everybody should have to vote in person on the day. And I'm like, I always think, I go, could you actually get like 150 million people to go wait in line and vote in one day? Honestly, I, I mean, think, I think if, if you had enough locations, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but I remember like standing in line with my mom for like hours when she would go vote like an hour or two hours i mean some people want to have that classic you know voter experience whatever wait in line all fucking day but not you know i think the mail-in's good i'd like hope eventually we could just get to like just just an app yeah no i i was actually listening to your last podcast with uh who was it the white kid (laughs) who paints on clothes i forgot his name Uh, parker ryan ryan parker um and you got he'll, you were, one day he'll one day he'll be telling me something really like educational something he read the next day he's like dude i read i they're they're killing us with the vaccine it's coming no yeah I thought, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like dude no but <laughs> you he, never know what you're gonna get with him but you made he's a good funny. point where, like you said you trust your money on um you trust your money on the internet why not trust your vote you know like of course like yeah like you, everyone handles yeah. their money through the internet like there's just numbers in the ether like you, and you trust that so like what the fuck you know you don't trust an online yeah. vote if that's what was going on you know but i you know what i'm not really super political as a person i just but that's just what's happening yeah. in our country right now so you know we're going to talk about it a little bit i think yeah i just heard after uh, i think it was i've said that because i had heard on rogan's podcast he was like i can buy a house with my thumbprint <laughs> he's like but i can't that's, vote with my thumbprint <laughs> yeah that's what the fuck yeah that's so ridiculous like but everything like is in the chase app but i you know it's Everything's I guess polarized, it's good. Like, man. Trump wants a recount. You got the paper ballots. Pull it out. Let's let's count them again. Bro, I I just I can't believe I can't believe you know it's I just actually so much time and resources and it's just it's just bullshit, man. I, I I'm I'm honestly tired of hearing about it, but like I'm yeah. also really interested at the same time. Like what the fuck, you know? This is what's happening in the country has never happened. So you know, mm-hmm. it's just really interesting to watch it. It's hard not to watch shit play out, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, you I know. think we all just need to talk more. I think this pandemic's been tough because it's like separated people, you know. And now we're that, just talking through screens, and people tend to be like way more nasty 
or say shit that they don't they wouldn't say in real life. Yeah. Um, it's easier to not it's like, face the I've, repercussions. I've been at dinners when I've said something and the other person completely disagrees with me. And there's that moment where it's like, whoa, okay. And then we talk it out. No, I mean, and that's... we're like, okay, that's one thing. Like, we're not going to, like, hate each other. Over but on Facebook, that would have been, like, an 80-comment thing. You know, he would have... I mean, you got to be in person. <laughs> you got to be in person to, like, ha like, see how they respond and then respond to them that you know what i'm saying like yeah because there's also like inflection of the voice exactly. like was it was it a joke like how was he saying it you know you and all that's just important but at the same time there are some things that i've realized that like it's hard to say in person so you like want to text it out instead of and then you can talk about it in person later but like sometimes you're just like damn like saying that out loud is hard for me not that i'm getting mm -hmm. i'm getting better at you know speaking to people obviously but like yeah you know, there are some I things you're you just mean. like yeah you know so. I'm, I'm producing a project right now and I had a bunch of concerns and I was like talking to my girlfriend about it and she's like well just email the people and like tell them or call them and I was like okay I'm gonna call them and yeah, then yeah. I was like okay I just want to write it out in the email like I want to be like this this and this yeah yeah, just write, and, then yeah no, dude. and then we talked about it it's like but it's like it's fucking like, lines uh, bro you write your lines down memorize it before you yeah. fucking talk you know and then and then you're good and you'll you'll feel it out in the moment but like as long as you know but it is, the it is easier roadmap. to write some stuff down if you yeah. have like very specific things, you know, you don't want to forget. Um, of course, of course. But you, so you moved out here in 2016, and then do, were you doing music before you moved um, here? So okay, so here's here's the here's the story. Let me, let me get, get let me get the story. <laughs> well, I don't know because I don't know if we were ever like kicking it like in Florida. Like I, I mean, you live with Joe, and I kick it with Joe. Joe would just like bust in yeah, my room I, and like jump on my yeah, bed. Yeah, I don't. And shit. I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember us having too many. I mean, we don't like we go to the same parties and stuff. Yeah, I would see you around. I remember you that. Know? <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So so, Seth. So you obviously you know Seth, my brother. Um. I do. Basically, that's my partner out here. But um. So we. So he came to me one day in Florida. Was like we're moving to LA. Like that's it. Like and we were talking about it for a while. And I was like, okay. And he's like, but I'm dead serious. Like this is happening. What do you? What are you talking about? And I was like, all right, like, chill out. He's like, no, because you have to take this as serious as I am, blah, 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 whatever. So then, like, fast forward a couple months, we, we pack up all our shit. Because he, he, he dropped out, mind you. He dropped out of Ringling. So he didn't have to go to school anymore. I wasn't in school. I went to well, I, went to I remember that. It was like he, he had a scholarship or something, and they, like, they didn't give him the scholarship or something. I, and he was basically, like, I can't come back. And they, yeah. I don't know, I've heard different stories of it. <laughs> <laughs> basically all right this is i'm just breaking it open like i was supposed to go to school right out after high school seth had to finish his year but basically we were too broke to even afford for both of us to go to school so so i moved yeah. to florida to live with him I was like well i'm not staying because I, I was originally in ohio came to florida mm -hmm. and i was like i'm, I'm not staying in ohio because i was planning to go to california anyways right after high school but then i couldn't so i was like well i'm going to florida then so i stayed there for about two years then seth wasn't seth was just working he wasn't even, he was working at HSN at the time. So anyways, we're chilling there for two years, you know, had our whole fucking moment. You, I'm sure you saw, you know, what Flor obviously Florida was like and that, that experience yeah. was, was different. But, um, yeah. So anyways, we had been talking about going to Cali, finally did it. Um, they, I did, I actually flew back home and my dad and my brother drove from Florida. Cause I was like 18 at the time. They didn't trust me to like drive across the country. So I was like, yeah. all right whatever so anyways i'm not trying to get into too much detail but they found they my brother actually found ended up finding a place so like i didn't really have to do that much heavy lifting but 
my my yeah. my role was to pay rent when it's when it's due you know what i'm saying without without yeah. help so as soon as we got there you know secured a shitty place um near downtown fucking shitty like roaches not even like awful mm. but like bad enough you know like this isn't it yeah sleeping on air mattress fucking the floor or whatever Ter- yeah. like just not not the ideal not the ideal lifestyle but so but, but the move the reason i came out here was for uh the school called los angeles recording school and mm-hmm. and that was my reason for like my excuse to come out here and be like yeah i'm getting a degree in music production like blah blah, blah. and I, that's what i was gonna do before um but i was gonna go to the school in san francisco but too fucking expensive obviously san francisco is ridiculous not that la isn't yeah. but i feel like la is slightly more affordable somehow like at least that's in my experience well, you can pack more people in a place yeah get, but, the, get the rent down a little bit well i don't i they might be just as packed in fucking uh san francisco but um anyways so yeah i went to school got my degree after that i was like that was, that was about a two-year program met a lot of cool people made some connects whatever then then school was over and i was like all right uh what the fuck do i need now like what it's not like trying to get a job in a studio isn't a cakewalk. Everyone in fucking LA is trying to get a job at a studio, be a PA, be a yeah. runner, be whatever, bitch boy in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Like the the the, mm-hmm. the climate out here is so cutthroat, and and so like I was trying to look to like these corporations and like bigger, big, big, you know, big business studios out here that are that are hiring, but they don't just hire anyone, and. Mm-hmm that wasn't really working out for me. I'm still open to that idea, you know, whatever, but I think where the power really is that I found is like with, with ourselves, you know, with, with the people that we know personally or the people that we meet personally, we're, we're building the network between ourselves as opposed to like trying to get it's, fucking... It's time. Yeah, like... Every time I've found somebody that like had a bunch of connections or had a way in, I tried to like jump the line, so to say... Yeah, yeah. It always bit me in the ass. No, it that's... was always like, it, there's this, there's like a path you have to take. It's slow and long. Yeah. And I... nobody wants to wait. They all, you know, you want everybody that get rich quick mentality. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like uh, even if you do meet, you know, I'm sure we both know people in the industry that are like doing all doing great shit. You know, doing awesome things. But what are they gonna? Are they really gonna just be like, oh yeah, you're dope. Uh, you're fucking. Here's all this money. Here's here's a contract, bro. Like, no, like a thousand percent. They don't care. Like, no, they don't care about you. But like, you got to make it for yourself out here. This is what I've noticed. I mean, it is who you know, but no one who you know doesn't care unless you're doing something for yourself already, you know? Yeah. So. Well, it's like I have actors that will hit me up all the time. They're like, hey, man, you get that movie picked up. You got to cast me. uh, And I'm like, "If, if I get the movie picked up, I'm already a risk. To yeah. the studio. <laughs> yeah. I'm not bringing you on too. No, if I get you if know? I get picked up by a studio, I'm using all of their assets. Like what? I mean, if yeah, I mean it depends. I said maybe on the second or third one, I'll bring you along. Yeah, well, it depends you know, on but, the studio. You know, but if you wait, if you wait five, ten, fifteen years, you know, if you have a good circle of friends. Everybody's like works hard. They're creative. You know, everybody will get a shot. And then eventually in 10, 15 years, you guys will all know each other. No, I mean, that's what we're doing now. And you can, you can make it, you know, you can, I used to, I worked with this guy right out of Ringling in Sarasota. He was a photographer and he had been there for like 10 years. He had worked 30 years before that. He was in his Mm fifties. And I remember we would have these shoots come up and he would like, 
he'd be like, yeah, we need a Lamborghini, we need a model, we need these clothes from this place, and I need some, like, jewelry, I want, like, a diamond necklace, I want, like, all this yeah, yeah. All that flashy fancy shit. stuff, and I was like, I was like, dude, this is gonna take months to get together, he'd make two calls, and we'd have it all for free, because people owed him. Jesus. And they'd all show up, and we'd we'd do the shoot. And I was like, I mean, that's that's man, a good place to be working off of, man. Just like that's, favors. <laughs> that's the future, though, man. That's what you get, right, get yeah. when you when you sit in it for a long time, you know. Like us I think in twenty cool. years, we're gonna be able to make those calls. Oh no, we're we're putting in the we're putting in the hours now. Like literally, there's like yeah. you said, there's there's no overnight Like me, I talked about this with my dad. There's no over like people are like oh they blew up overnight. No, they didn't. They've been working for ten. 15 maybe less you know sometimes it is like a fucking overnight thing but i really doubt most situations are like that though it's usually that person's been doing that most of their life and they finally got a break for some and reason if they, and if now you they do blow up it's not always the best situation like you got taylor swift who had all of her masters from that guy yeah yeah scooter ron and then now now he just made 300 million and she's bro, trying to re-record easy her songs. though easy bro they set this up from the beginning they knew they knew you know what i'm saying they yeah. the whole the whole they were like let's grab this 15 year old girl we'll just have her sign which she doesn't know and bro we'll that's the whole industry the whole industry is such a scam and that's what's hard also well, like, i want to talk to you about them about music because i of course listen to uh kanye on joe rogan oh word word <laughs> I haven't he's gotten all a chance, over the but... place. He's all over the place. I mean, but there's a couple things he talks about that are interesting, and I guess I don't know a ton about like contracts in the music industry. But he's like trying to like expose that whole thing. And I mean, Kanye's getting um, fucked too, you know, just you, like Taylor's. Yeah. What do you think about that? Like, why why is it bad for artists? Like, what's... I mean, okay, so like obviously in the in the early days, like I was alive or something, but in the days when there wasn't social media and like you could do your own shit. Um, mm-hmm. you, you had to, you know, in order to get that commercial success or whatever, you had to sign with a label and they would give you exposure. They give you, and they still do the same thing now. They give you exposure. They give you the, the equipment. And what they do is they give you a giant advance and whatever that is. And, but, and there's the, a long ass contract depending. There's a lot of different contracts, but one that's really popular with a lot of artists is a 360 deal, which is not the one you should take. But basically they just, they take a majority of your profits regardless from touring, mm. from merch, from whatever the fuck you're doing. But 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 they push your shit like a motherfucker. They put you mainstream. They put you in everything that you could be in, you know what I'm saying? Um, and it's different for everyone. I'm just generalizing for like you you you've seen the the blueprint of like Taylor Swift or any of these like Cardi B, these major artists that are yeah. you know, swamping the industry, but I guarantee you they don't own their shit, you know. And they probably won't for another either 10 years, 15 years, or maybe they'll never own it again, you know. It depends on what the the contract is, but th- this is shit that I was learning in school. Like, and and moving out here, I'm like, you know, you have the the dream of, you know, I'm about to be in L. A. and be a fucking star. You know, everyone's trying to do this. Not not to be, you know, what I'm saying, not to be a star, but you want to come here and achieve your dreams. And and everyone mm-hmm. has that mentality. Like, I'm gonna get signed, blah blah blah. And it's like, once you read between the lines, you're like, and and you you're here and you meet people and you see like the nuance of this industry and like all and not even just music, but the film industry, this whole LA situation, you get, you begin to understand like, oh, okay, this it's like this. It's like you hear a lot of shit about LA, and then and then you're like, oh, wow, it's all this shit. And then you get here, and then you're like, oh, it's not exactly like that, but I I get why where the hype is about. I get why this is the place it is because there is a lot of opportunity here, and there is a lot of people here that can help you. 
but just in the same but way. But you got to learn. Like, I've been, I've been exactly. burned a lot on things. I've done entire rewrites. I just did a rewrite for a producer in, like, June. And she's like, yeah, we're, like, we're, we're going to make this film. And I had meetings about, like, budget. And I met the investors. And I did this whole rewrite. And she's like, yeah, let's, we're going to sign the contracts on Friday. And, like, we're going to pay you to, for the option. And then we'll exercise the option when we make it. And so yeah. I, like... I was feeling good and I just sent her the rewrite. I said, hey, like, take a look at this. I want to get it to you early so we can maybe do another pass before we yeah. shoot it. And yeah. she read it and she goes, oh, this isn't what I thought the rewrite was going to be. And I was like, okay, well, what don't you like? And she's like, well, th there's just too much I don't like, so we're just dropping off the project. Bro. I was like, That's LA. That's fucking like, Hollywood, you bro. Said you were, <laughs> I was like, you should have sent me the contract. Like, Wait, did but you already sign the contract? Like, no, 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 no. I sent the draft before we signed it. Oh, yeah, because man. Because there I had mean... been so many meetings, and I felt confident that this it was like a referral from a friend. So I was like, "This." You this thought it was like I'm in the good. bag. Yeah, I, that's the and thing, then I, bro. I was just thinking about that. I was like, it was just like a carnival game. Like I get one shot at, at the rewrite. Like, <laughs> like, Hey. <laughs> if you miss, you're done, bro. Sorry, I couldn't, bud. I couldn't hit the basket. You, you know, lose, I don't get the prize. You lose all the points that you just gained, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I told you that's, but that's yeah, like, that's like. But then I got another rewriting job that I'm working on now. It's like an Indian film. They like want me to do some of the English, like make sure it sounds, you know, because the guy's not English isn't his first language. So it's just like yeah, a small yeah. writing gig, and I I was like half the money up front half when I deliver. Oh, yeah. You're like, I'm like, not getting I'm not screwed writing, out of this. I'm not writing anything. And I actually, there was a moment where I was like, he's going to back out. Like, there's no, I, I wasn't, it was kind of felt a little shady. No, I get and, that. Uh, I get that. And then he paid me. And so now I'm working. Oh, and, uh, and then you're in the, you're in the green. You're in the money then. There you go. But, but it's like, man, I'm just going through this script. Like, there's just, it's just, it's just, there's not much there. It's like, a, he's trying to do something completely different where it doesn't feel like a movie. It's like all See, these that's... long scenes explaining stuff. And I'm just, I'm just like, my friend's like, don't ever think it. He just wants you to change the English. Like, just See, I have, tweak I have it a up. question for you. Like, I have a question. If, how, okay. Say someone offers you like an opportunity with like, they pay you like, say like $8,000 to like work on this project for like four or five months or something. And you're like, oh, sick, like $8,000. I get, fuck yeah. And then you and you read the mm -hmm. script and it's absolutely shitty as fuck. But it, it's like it's fucking Paramount or some like major studio. Do you as an artist, you know, what I'm saying as an artist, do you compromise your your uh, what what is it like values as an artist to just make that bag and just do the job so, or like do you just be so like? I'll, I'll tell this. I'll tell this story that I just heard uh, on a podcast with a writer, and that opportunity is probably not going to come until you've done something good. Like until you've had a hit song or a hit script, yeah, yeah, I feel, I, I feel you on that. Yeah, yeah, you'll get that opportunity where they'll come to you and they'll say, "Hey, here's this Disney Plus thing. It's about this toad, you know, that talks <laughs> to these kids. Yeah, it's like it's gonna it's gonna star Jason Bateman, you know, and Neil Patrick Harris, and you're like, okay, and they're like, six hundred grand, and you you read it and you're like, I can't do this. Like, well, and there was a writer who had this opportunity. He had a hot script that he sold in 1999 to Ridley Scott's company, and it got made. Work. So all of a sudden, he got an agent. 
he had all these offers come in and there was some uh one of his old professors from ucla she said whatever you do next is the most important move of your career uh, she said you're either gonna like put your foot down and say this is what i'm making like my own shit or you're gonna take the money and run I mean, and she said the offers will keep coming. She said your agent and manager they're gonna get pissed off that you're not taking every deal. She said they'll keep coming, but if you don't like any of them, then write your own script and and sell that. I, I guess and you gotta so be at a said, certain point. I guess you gotta be at a certain he point said in it your was career. Like, it was three or four offers, and he grew up really poor, and like he was you know just getting some money for the first script, and he said then a Disney project came along and. They said five hundred thousand to write. He's like, "Oh man, that's good." And he said, "No." And they came back and they said seven fifty. And he was like, "I don't like it. Like, I'm not doing it." And then they came back and said a million. And then he wrote. He said, "Okay, I'll do it." And he said he didn't like the movie, and it ended up like never getting made. And then Disney didn't like him, so they didn't rehire him to work on anything else. And it just kind of went around town that like he wasn't good. Oh, and so that really hurt him. So I think you have to be passionate about it, you know. Yeah, regardless of the project, I guess like you you gotta put your fucking like like a couple grand. Like I think we've all edited projects or wrote something or done something that's like you know kind of bullshit, but it's only a couple grand. Yeah. But like if it's gonna be like in theaters or it's gonna be like if it's a major motion picture, yeah, then you're gonna probably take the fucking deal. You gotta like it. You know? Oh no! Was, well, no! 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 This... But do, do you think, dude? Five hundred thousand. Okay, I get what you're saying. You gotta like it, but like, dude, half a mil or a million dollars. Like, I, I know I'm not. I'm like basically contemplating this myself. Like, if someone's like, "Hey, bro, here's a million dollars, and you gotta be in this shitty thing," it's like, okay, like, how will this destroy my career? Or will I think this million? We're also talking about situations that are very rare. It's like, yeah, you're right. You're gonna you're right, pay right. me a million to play this bunny, you know? Like, what, what, is this, what is this gig? Well, no, I'm just saying, like, in like, we're just like, you know, like, obviously, it's not gonna be mean. that like, gig. Like, what but... if they offer you a bunch of money for something that you're not passionate about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, not that. Oh, just for the sake of a conversation. I'm not saying like that's happening to me right I now. Think it, I think it depends. I think there's there's a difference between like doing a couple things that you don't love. And then getting back to what you do like, using that money to like fund what you yeah. want to do, yeah. versus like becoming Nick Cage, where you have to do every shitty movie that comes down the line. Yeah, no, definitely don't want to be you're, in that. You're position. burning the money too fast. So I think just like being conscious of the money, you know. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I mean, I I was gonna ask you, um, as a well, you, you're a director, writer, right? Director, writer, producer. Yeah. Um, Ultimately, you know, how, like, I'm trying to think of the way to put this. How long do you think it's going to be until, like, you think, like, you could, like, you're running your own shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're running your own, you're doing your, like, that's the whole goal, right? We all, we all want to be running our own shit. Well, I went to grad school out here and I met, like, a ton of people and I had a couple big connections and I had a, a script that I had written. Uh, and one of my good friends, he, his dad was a huge manager. So we had access to like all these famous clients of his, producers, yeah. actors. I mean, we were having lunch with people that were like my idols. And we eventually Crazy. got the script into the hands of Anthony Hopkins. Word. And that was who we wanted to play this villain character. 
Yo, that's that's and pretty. We had to go uh, through his, that's pretty impressive, dude. We'd go through his agent. We had to go through his his personal assistant. And the only reason we knew all these people is because his dad was, you know, Anthony Hopkins' manager. Yeah. So we got we like went through all these people, and then he said no to the project after Damn. like months of trying to get it right. And so I was like, shit. And then like we had an investment company ready to invest. And we had to call them and be like, okay, we know you love the script, but, like, we don't have Tony Hopkins anymore. And they were like, we're out. Oh, what? And all of a sudden, Damn. I went from, like, like meetings with the head of UTA, the head of Gersh. Like, uh, we met at Warner Brothers. We, it was all, like, riding on the fact that, like, Tony was going to be in the movie. And then he said no, and then it was like Wait, everything fell apart, and I was, I was some college kid again. You know, nobody would return my emails. <laughs> nobody would return my calls. And then it hit me. I was like, this is going to be hard. Oh, dude. Like, there's, there's this fakeness in the industry where it's like, you know, you can't get the actor on board to the script unless you got the money. And you can't get the money unless you got the actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, sometimes I'm like, why don't you two people talk? And, like, <laughs> I'll just sit back, you know? Like, you're yeah. trying to play this game of, like, connecting people together to, like, get something made. I, I think, like, if you look at, like, the average age of people when they start, you know, making films, it's usually, like, early 30s. They'll kind yeah. of have, like, their first couple films. Usually, like, mid-30s, they'll do something great. And then, like, in their 40s, they kind of have control. I mean, it takes years like to get to that. Chris to the Nolan, point. that's like the big people, right? So, I think yeah. if the next ten years, I could have a couple hits. That'd be good. I'd be I on mean, the right track. Like before, you know, before. Here, here's you... a question, though. For here's a question for you, because music, I feel like it's more of a younger person's game, where like directing, I could be Clint Eastwood, eighty-five, I could still make movies. You know, sure, sure, sure. They yeah. just put me in a chair and I just say action cut. But like singing and going out and doing concerts, do you feel like a pressure to like do it now? Oh yeah, a thousand percent. I mean, like now is like the time, you know. Like I mean, okay, yeah. now nah, don't get me wrong. You can start this shit whenever, but I think now, especially for me, like is the time to like you know be hitting and you know COVID is a is a d- deterrent right now, but. Hit, you know, getting out in the streets and just talking to people, playing shows, playing open mics, um, you know, just getting out in the ether. Cause like that, that's the way you'll make your connects to like someone else, you know, that put, that shows your thing to someone that happens to be really sick. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's, yeah. that's really what I, I mean, initially moving out here, I was broke as shit. I didn't really know. I wasn't really confident in myself. I didn't really even believe in my music that much because I, I mean i was making i was that was the, the dream was like i'm gonna be a music producer this is what i want to do like artist type you know like being an artist mm-hmm. musical artist i love the the concept of creating a world within an album you know being like just all that shit and the, all the sounds and like how they i was like how did i listen to a song and be like how did he make that like what the fuck what is he using to make this so i was like i'm gonna pursue yeah. this i'm gonna pursue this and like make this myself and you know make a like not a masterpiece but make like a work of art through sound which i really enjoy um fuck i forgot where i was even going what was the the question what was the question i I said to you like i always i always feel with actors that they have this like added pressure to like oh they have to make it now because it is because it is for me for me it's like i got 10 20 years and i'm like if i make it by 40 but i'm still i still got 30 years okay that being said though that being said there's 
there are actors that break out when they're older. You know what I'm saying? There are there musicians are. like Anthony it, Hopkins. He was 53 when he did Silence of the Lambs, and that's exactly. when he started getting the paychecks. Exactly. You know? So it's like so. some people will be doing. You might be doing this shit. You might have to accept the fact you might be doing this shit for fucking 20 years. But it's about the love of it. Like you love this shit, so it's not. It's not a problem. But like to get to that point of where you're like, you know, whatever big shot. You're the guy that people come to. They're like, hey. I want you to do this or like, hey, we need your help on this. Like, but it, like, like you I said, I just got a call from, I just got a call from somebody out of Ringling. They graduated this year and they called me the summer and they were like, what advice do you have? And I said, do you remember like how stupid you were when you showed up to Ringling? <laughs> and they were like, they were like, yeah, I didn't really know anything. I said, okay, now another four years, you're going to think that about yourself right now. Oh yeah. Dude. And then in another four years, you're going to look, you know, it's like that compounding effect. And I said, just keep with it. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that people, people don't have the stamina. Yeah. The thing you is, know? you're going to suck. You know, you're going to suck for a long time. <laughs> and you're all and like, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be negative. Like, you just got to get, and I heard Ed Sheeran say, Ed Sheeran say this. It's like turning on an old faucet and letting all the shitty water run out before it starts running mm. out clean. And then, and then yeah. everything you're making is clean. And, and you know what I'm saying? You got to get all that shitty shit out before you yeah. start making masterpieces. That's it. Like, and I, I feel like I still am getting the shitty shit out. You know, I still have so much shit that I'm just like sitting on that is, is the shitty shit, in my opinion. But I know it's good. I know it's good shit. I know it's good, but it's like... Well, I think I, when you're younger, it should be quantity over quality. And then as you get older, it becomes more quality, less quantity. Well, like it's like you gotta, you're building your like rest. You're, you're building you your rest. you got to be putting... You gotta be working on it, you know. Yeah. It's like the more you I mean, make a fucking there's... egg, you're gonna get better at making an egg or some shit. You know, I don't know. That's the basic. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I have friends that are like filmmakers and they're talented and they make like one thing every two years and then they do their editing gig or they do their assistant job and I'm like, you gotta make more. And that's another thing that I was gotta... like, how much, you know, should you really be making? As like, I know we gotta like fucking tap. Sorry, my cat's trying to get into shit. Um, okay how much do you really need to be making? You guys touched on this on, the, on one of your last podcasts. Um, you know, oh, I need to be a content creator. I, I fucking content every second, every day, you know, like to get your, your fan base or whatever. Like, that's what people are looking for. It's like, well, what if I don't, I'm not feeling like, you know what I'm saying? I guess it doesn't matter what I feel like. If it's your job, you got to put out the content, blah, blah, blah. But like, as an artist, it's like, I'm losing my sense as an artist. Like, I just make, make it when I feel, not that like, I don't know. There's a hustle to it, but like, there's also a feeling when you're making something that's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make something now. You know what I'm saying? Like, as opposed to being like, forced to do that shit. You know? I don't know. Like, it's a weird, it's a weird place yeah. to be in. It's a weird place to be in. Well, I'm in, I'm in a weird place on this project right now. I'm rewriting because the guy gave me two weeks, so it was like a bunch of money for two weeks, and he like needs the whole thing done and they're shooting. So, so it's like. So they already paid your shit. I got. I, Oh, they paid me half member. Oh, okay, Oh, wait, this is... Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So this is what I'm doing now. It's just an Indian movie where they need me to make the English uh, yeah, yeah. a little cleaner. So it's like... That's not how I always work, though, where it's like, okay, you got a week like to do a yeah. whole script. Because, like, yeah, I wake up some days and I'm like, today I'm not feeling it. Yeah, I and, think everyone does. But, like, the fact that but some I think, people like, be like... That's also kind of a privilege because, like... My girlfriend, she wakes up every day and her clients need to talk to her and the kids she works with, they have, she, it doesn't matter if she feels sick, she's got meetings, she has to help people. I like, mean, it's Monday different. Monday through Friday, from... she works. 
it's different for everyone. And man. I feel like, you know, like Tuesday, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to write today. I just watch fucking YouTube videos and Netflix. <laughs> Open Bro, up the it's wine so at like easy. Four o'clock, you know. It's so easy to do nothing. It's so, especially during this pandemic, like you're just like, well, oh, fuck it, I can't do anything anyway. So might as well just fucking do nothing. And he's like, I'll just sit here and just like be in myself. But I got through moments where I'll do like two weeks like that, and then the next two weeks I do like a whole month's worth of work. Grind hard as like, fuck. I, 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 yeah, and then it's just like because you gotta you got make up energy. for that shit that you didn't do. You're like, all right, I, I was a piece of shit for way too long. Let me. Let me just bust out this shit I know I got to get done. Because, I, I mean, I am yeah. the biggest culprit of, like, having... And I'm sure someone might be listening to this that, like, that is supposed to be working with me. And they're just like, where the fuck is my shit? I've been sending me my shit. Like, I promise you, like, I got... I'm working on it. But I don't, I don't like rushing things, one. And two, like, if there's not a deadline, I'm not getting paid or anything. Um, yeah. There's a guy named Neil Gaiman. He's a graphic novelist and an author. Yeah, yeah. And he has a commencement speech, and he talks to these kids. I'll, I'll send it to you after. It's really great. But there's one part where he says, uh, he goes, you have to be good, you have to be on time, and you have to be fun to work with. He's like, actually, you only need to be two out of the three is fine. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, if you, he's like, if you're good and you're fun to work with, it can be late. Dude, I think that's a, that's a part of the entire industry. He's like, if you're not cool, he's man... Like if, if if it, if you're not cool, then it's got to be really good and it's got to be on time. Yeah, no, no one fucks with you if and you're then not he's cool. Like, he's like, and it doesn't even have to be that good if you're fun to work with and you're always on time. Bro, <laughs> so it's like anyone it's just to think about. I, I think honestly, I think being cool and that's like I'm not trying to say like being on time and like you know whatever the other thing you said <laughs> are not important. But like I think like people would really need you to be like cool. You know what I'm saying? Like to be on yeah. set. Set is like a tough situation sometimes. Sometimes you're working 12, 15 hours with the same people and you're like, all right, you got to yeah. be cool, man. You got to be cool with this, you know, especially if you're not getting paid or something, you know, and there's a lot of gigs yeah. that I've done where I'm not getting paid at all, you know, so you just got to be cool. Well, you got to have a vision. I always relate back to like, I'm fun to work with and I make good stuff and like sometimes it's a little late. <laughs> that's just, that's just not, how I'll, uh, I'll, I'll work. I'll be on I'll be on that train to be honest like because I I like to think that anything that I do put out is good but I think timing wise like I definitely need to be better about timing about scheduling all that kind of thing like and that shit is so important but I recently just moved in by myself so like I have all this time Mm -hmm. to myself to like figure out who the fuck I really want to be and like how I want to live my life and as an adult because I'm I'm only 23 not that that's that young but it's not that old either so I'm like still trying to figure out you know, my structure in my life, you know, how I want to mm-hmm. be, how I want to build myself as a person, you know. And, so you, you want to pursue music, right? Producing? Of course, yeah. Is that music. kind of the end goal? End goal or is... You said right. you do some acting. Tell so me, what do you, what do you I have a do? lot of I have a lot of different... So, okay, so I, I, I moved out here because, like, I originally was an actor as a kid. I was, like, doing a lot of theater, and I was like, I'm about to be an actor. That's it. Like, that's, that's mm-hmm. me. And that, and not that I don't still want to do that. Um, I would love to be in films, and I have been in films that my friends have made, not like a fucking feature film or anything. But, um, you know, uh, I think... Wait, fuck, I forgot. Even my whole train of thought. Oh, yeah, okay, so... The reason that I... I wait, I, I'm just forgetting. What was the question? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trash. I didn't really ask a question. I just said... I, I was like, you doing a lot oh, of things. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so I've been to, like, auditions out here. Path? 
I, I've been to auditions out here. I've been to open calls, been rejected from like five or six different agencies. You know, shit is hard, shit is cutthroat. Um, you know, that is something I want to pursue. But also, um, me and Seth are starting this this collective called the Everything Collective. And last year we threw this show um, and invited. Mm-hmm. I know a bunch of musical artists just like from being here and talking to people and like ask them to all to come to play the show. And Seth asked all his friends, most of them from Ringling or uh, friends of them to like come mm-hmm. do their visual you know pieces whatever and so we put together this gallery and we actually had a solid turnout we 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 just barely made profit barely you know what i'm saying we we yeah. spent we barely but the goal was to just get people out and you know have an experience and like have a show and that's that's one thing that i really you know think that i want to pursue and become also on top of being an artist you know on top of being a producer on top of being you know a talent um I, I like to facilitate those things too. I like to facilitate a show or be the guy that puts you on to like a show that I'm having and your friends can all come and now it's a whole thing because all of our friends are here. And that's the thing I was talking about, like having, we only got each other right now. Like we're not going to get fucking Kendrick Lamar numbers until that happens, you know? But so we just got to work off our each other's fan bases. So basically that with the Everything Collective, we're just basically building like a studio of creatives or building a platform for art to be expressed in any any form freely, whether it be film, whether it be uh, visual art, painting, and, or music. So um, that's what we were like aiming at. And we actually rented out a gallery um, right in downtown. We already paid this dude half, like half the whatever, you know, up front. And then this was before COVID even hit. So this was like, we, we did that at the uh-huh. beginning of the, of the year. And then COVID hit and we were supposed to have it in April. And then COVID uh-huh. hit and it was like, well, fuck, like we can't even, do this this following up show to the bun show that we had last year. We we're like, oh, this is the second show. Like everyone's about to come through, blah blah blah. And then no, it was just fell flat on his ass. Like now, mind you, we still have the space. We still paid him up front. He's like, bro, whenever you guys want to do this, let me know like a couple months in advance, and we can make it happen. I was like, all right. So we still got the space on lock, but it's like, COVID threw a wrench in that plan for sure. But when do you, when do you think this is coming back? Um, L. A. Oh, actually, did you hear that fucking um? They're putting a curfew. On Friday, starting on Friday, so 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Yep, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Because COVID is rampant. <laughs> <laughs> I, I so I don't think, much, but I've heard the numbers are up. But I mean, it's well, up. I, no, I just, I guess they. I, I don't know. I, I I'm just, just saying it's not going back to. Like, it's not going to back to normal anytime soon. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I mean, whatever they got, normal they got is. this vaccine that they were saying that looked promising, but uh, okay, okay. I don't know. We'll I'll, I'll believe it when I see we'll it. See. <laughs> yeah, but even well, then, like, like, am I, I about to get Joe, that shit? Like, I think, I think Joe Rogan was saying, like, if you read the actual like article, like a lot of the people got sick that took the vaccine. So like, see, even though like, they were like, they had a, a good percentage of people that got you know antibodies against it like 80 percent of people got like massive headaches were like sick for a week bro so that's why like, i'm not you're just going to get covid bro, you're i'm like, not injecting this poison in my veins <laughs> <laughs> like bro like no I, i've heard people get like normal flu shots and get sick so i'm like all right i mean i've, I've gotten shots before like yeah i've gotten vaccinations and I've, i'm still here to tell the tale i just worried how fast it is like like seven months what do you mean, like, like? Yeah, we're ready. Oh, you mean like <laughs> to get the vaccine or? No, like the, the they created this since like February. Bro, I don't. I mean, they it was you like know? a dire situation. They're like they had the the scientists in the fucking back over here. 
cranking out new shit that they never had before. Like, oh, but well, well, let's try this. We got, we got to try this. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going I guess on. We'll you know. We'll see. We'll see. What <laughs> They're working out of order. So normally you would like create the vaccine, then you would test it, and then if it worked, then you'd make all the vaccines. No, they're just testing they're actually, on the fucking live, no, no, live no, test. Made it, and then and then they make all the vaccines, and then they test it. So whenever they have no, I'm one saying they're works, testing they on work. us. <laughs> well, <laughs> they yeah, just skipped all that the other the other shit the testing phase we well, are do, the testing they're doing, phase they're doing a they did a 30,000 person trial which is what the recent results came back with but they okay. already I'm have just talking shit million, I don't know anything they already have 100 million vials ready to go so all right well that's semi like, what are they going to do though go they're going to go door to door i was just uh i was just walking by Dodger Stadium because i live right there and the yeah, line yeah. is miles for the COVID testing. So that, if they got free COVID testing. So wait, have, you got, wait, have you gotten tested? Up. Have you gotten tested? No. Oh, you're no. fucking the worst. No, I'm kidding. I got tested about like a couple months ago. So, I mean, it... my, uh, my girlfriend, she has to go in every once in a while because she's like working for this uh, middle school and she does like school psychology. Oh, word, so word. she has to go in every once in a while and test some of the like kids that have a lot more issues that they can't do over zoom and Word. so they'll send her a test she does it and mails it in and i figure every time if she's negative then i'm negative <laughs> I, 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 you, you live with her i guess it's, We're living, it's fine yeah. like, it's not like you're doing anything that crazy so, you're not going out in the she's streets she's had three she's had three or four tests and they've all been negative she got right, real well, sick once and we thought she had it and then it was negative so oh, well, okay so you never know man at least at least you gotta never know a little, well, i think you know, everybody's plan. gonna get I think everybody's gonna get really sick once we stop wearing the masks and stop using hand sanitizer every minute because like we haven't been exposed to germs. Well, I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's gonna everyone's, I don't know if it's gonna stop. You know what I'm saying? I think people are gonna keep even if they're like, oh yeah, COVID's done, guys, we're we're it's over. People are still gonna be like paranoid, like oh shit, I can still get sick. You know, like like so, oh yeah, you got the flu, you gotta wear that mask now. Like, <laughs> I mean, people would do that anyways, but just now it's like a really big deal. You know, it's it's really it's yeah. it's. But I was just saying that there's like this huge line for COVID testing because of Thanksgiving. So everybody's going to get oh, tested yeah, so they yeah, can yeah. meet up with people. Well, you got any plans or no? No, I'm staying here. Yeah, we I... go see uh, my girlfriend's parents live in Calabasas and they're eld- they're older, like in their seventies. Oh, so okay. So okay. we we go up there occasionally, but we don't we don't. Uh, You're not leaving. We're not really the doing state. anything. We're not going out really. No, neither. I mean, I don't have any. I mean, I was actually gonna go back to Ohio to see my people. Yeah. Um, but you know, they were recommending that shouldn't happen. So you know, we're just not gonna. I'm gonna play it like kind of safe. Yeah, you I'm, know? I'm, I, yeah. I'm probably not gonna do. I mean, we skipped a wedding in August. Is my cousin's wedding, and they were in like Pennsylvania, and they they didn't they like everybody told them they couldn't do a wedding. They just rented a park. They did everything private. So like I mean, nobody could tell them no. And like dude. all the pictures, nobody's got masks on. I was like, I don't, I said, but like, okay, even if everybody's fine there, what if we catch it on the plane and bring it to this wedding? Yeah, no. It's... Like, what if we bring it and kill somebody? Like, I'm not going to, I don't want to be part of it. Like, <laughs> I want to be responsible for the death of your father. No, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't, we didn't go to that. But now I feel like. Like, my dad's like, oh, you going to come home for Christmas? I'm like, no. I didn't go to the wedding. I didn't even want to come. 
and now I have a reason not to come. No, I'm kidding. No, I, I definitely like, miss my I'm family. I'm like, oh, Christmas would be fun. Like, I'd like to see my family, but I feel like because I bailed on the wedding, I have to, like, bail on everything now, you know? Yeah, you can't be like, oh, so you went to the fucking Thanksgiving, you know, go to my I'm wedding, team, bro? I'm team bailout. <laughs> Hey, dude, LA is team bailout, bro. Everyone out here bailing out all the time. And I can't, I bail out. I can't even talk, but so many situations just like, oh, yeah, let's, you're trying to meet up, bro? You're trying to meet up? All right, all right, bet. Never, yeah. you'll never see him again. You'll never see, you'll never hear from nope, him again. Nope. You're just like, all right, I didn't know that this was like, and I, I can't say that I've never done that, but like, I, I try to be like cordial as possible. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, like, I, I can't. You know, I can't meet up. Or well, like, I, I, if I wouldn't have put my calendar reminder about the podcast yesterday, I totally would have forgot about bro, it. Bro, I forgot about it, actually. So I was like, having I, a meeting with the Indian guy. I was talking about the script. And then, like, I finished, and it was, like, podcast in, like, 40 minutes. And I was like, shit. No, it's all good, bro. Like, I'm I, not going to make it. No, I appreciate I mean. But, dude, I know what you mean. I'm, it's, like, people just forget. They just say shit and, like. I mean, because you're in the moment, you're just talking, whatever. And I, I'll give people the benefit benefit of the doubt. But if like if we really plan some shit out, like like if we're like, hey, like this day at this time, at this hour, at this minute, <laughs> we're gonna meet here. This cat keeps chewing. But like, oh, but some people will. They'll. A lot of people will come through. No, I, there's some, I think there's I'm just, some legit people. And you're right. I feel actually, like the yeah. The older me... I'm getting now, there's like, there's like less and less people that I, I don't give my time to people that are like bailing all the time i think you gotta weed them I'm out like yeah just let just write them off like well i mean just... so i've been trying to like date out here man and like the girls out here what's be that like, like bailing what's, what's dating like during covid it's non-existent <laughs> i mean you could but like that's their excuse of like either not meeting up or like and that's fine and that's totally valid and like i'm not trying to make anyone feel uncomfortable ever like i want you yeah. know i want it to be cool but like Dude, sometimes it's like, all right, when we kicking it? All right, th- hit me up whenever. Never hear back. But then, like, they'll, like, still hit me up. And I'm sure one of them might listen to this and be like, oh, like, he's talking about me. Yes, I am talking about you. There's several people that have done this to me. <laughs> <laughs> that will just be like, let's kick it. I'm like, I'm ready. And then they just, like, never hit me up. Or, like, you know, it's like, I, I get it. I don't know what it, if it's me. Like, are you really, like, not trying to, like, are you scared? Like, what it, what is it? Like, so now I'm just, like, I just kind of pulled back. I'm just, like, I'm not putting in effort for anyone and this goes for anything i'm not putting in effort for anyone that's not putting in like effort for me you know because then you're yeah. just wasting your energy you know so it's like you want you want to be at least matched if not you know i think a big problem with like dating is is that like there's always another option there's always an app yeah you always find somebody else okay and but, it's like yeah they, that's true, they were true. like imagine somebody was summing it up they said okay it's like you move into an apartment right and you got a year lease like yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. if the window sucks, you fix the window. If the door doesn't work, you fix the door. But if like that was a relationship and the window is broken, you just fucking leave. He's like, I gotta get a better place. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, so basically, they were saying if we gave people like a little more time, maybe like we'd find, but we'd find people that I, were cool. I think we live in an know, age. Though. We live in an but age now where it's like trapped in some relationship that's not working. So. Of course, but like there, there's we live in an age now where it's like instant gratification. So like, if you're not getting what you want from someone immediately, or like you're not satisfied immediately, or you're not, which is like valid to like never talk to someone again. But like at the same time, you know, you got to give people at least a fighting chance a little bit, or like I don't know, like 
Also, people are yeah. just so, especially here, people are just so standoffish. So they're just like, nah, you can't even, you don't even, you don't even deserve to talk to me. It's like, all right, like, and, and be, even living here. Well, it's I, like my, my parents are divorced and my mom, uh, it was like three or four years ago. And my mom, she's just starting to date again. Mm, okay. And she'll like call me. She's like, yeah, I've had dinner with this. Not during COVID, but before COVID, she was dating. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, yeah, I met this guy. And like, he has a beach house or he has a lake house, but I like to go to the beach. I just told him it's not going to work. I was like, mom. Bro, what? <laughs> what she's like, doing? okay, like shit like that is like, all right, really? Like, you're really about to like, oh, you don't have a mansion. So like, I can't date you or like, you don't but have it, a Ferrari. But it's like, it's like the littlest like things that, oh, I like this thing and he likes that thing. Oh, it's not going to work out. I mean, ideally, like, you could, you could, you could select pick nowadays who the fuck you want to have as your spouse. I said, spouse, mom, go to the lake house, see if you like the lake. There might be some nice stuff. Maybe you like the lake more than the beach, mom. I don't know. <laughs> the lake isn't so bad. But I feel like everybody's doing that. They, they're like, they always say when you're making a film, like you have to give them no reasons to say no. Like it's got to be so tight, everything's got to work so well that there's no way they can say no. And I feel like with dating, it's the same sort of thing. Like, everybody's just looking to say no. Oh, like you're no. on that date, and you're waiting for that moment where you're like, oh, she Yo, said that thing. Dude, people thrive. People thrive off of, like, having the power of rejecting someone. You know what I'm saying? Or power in general. Like, no matter what level mm-hmm. it is, you know, like, saying no to someone that wants you to say yes is, like, that's, like, so much power in that within itself. Because then you just crush that person's dreams, maybe, you know, or whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. So I think people get off on that kind of more, like, oh, no, fuck, especially girls. Like, not to shit on girls, but just be like, ah, oh, no, 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 you know, I'm hot shit, you know? And I get it, because maybe yeah. they are hot, and, like, they, you don't can't just be accepting any person that walks up to you, of course. Yeah. And also, dudes are just as shitty as, as girls, so, you know, whatever. Had to clear yeah. my case. <laughs> yeah. But, man, so you're just, like... You're trying to talk to people, but not nobody's meeting up. Yeah, I mean, a couple of here and there meetups, whatever, you know. Um, you wear the mask the whole time, like. <laughs> it's not even. <laughs> it, yeah, everyone's just afraid, you know. So I, I get it. I, I and I, I'm one of those people that doesn't want to make any anyone feel uncomfortable. So I'm, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I am a thousand percent. Maybe I should be more aggressive sometimes, but like I, I don't want to be that guy that's like. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? Like, just fucking a creep and trying to get something yeah. that, like, they don't, you know what I'm saying? They're not even comfortable giving at the time, whatever. So I'm just, like, right now, because right now I'm just focused on me. I'm just trying to figure out what I'm doing with this whole music situation, you know, who who I'm trying to be now, and especially who I'm trying to become within the next couple years. And that's, that's the plan yeah. right now, because, like, having a person here, and then don't get me wrong, having a person is great. Having a partner is a, a fantastic, and I would love to have a partner as long as they're, like, pushing me to where I need to be as, as an artist or, like, a person that I want to become, you know? If it's not yeah. that, then it's, like, well, you know, then we're fucking, we're just fucking, or, you know, whatever it is. Or or it doesn't have to be, like, a deep relationship. People can, can throw, you know, people can play whatever part in your life you allow them to, but it's really up to you. But yeah, I just don't want to waste my energy, you know? And I've done enough of that. I feel you. Yeah. So. I always thought I would date somebody, like, in film. Cause I was just so into it. Yeah. And I was like, nobody wants to listen to me talk about it all the time. I'm. That's like I gotta date somebody in the industry. And I dated somebody at, at Ringling that was in the industry. And mm-hmm. then like we broke up before I left there. And I moved out here and I dated for like a year and didn't really meet anybody good. And then I met my girlfriend and now we've been together three years and she's not in film. 
never done film, has no interest in ever doing film. Yeah, I, but I, it's kind of nice because it's like you know, it forces me break. to step away from it. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know, and, and I think that's that's also healthy. When I'm, yeah, and also when I'm talking about things, it forces me to like explain it in a way that she would understand. And sometimes I can't do that. It makes me think, and I'm like, okay, maybe that idea is not good. Like, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's too artsy. Like, it's, bounce it, it off it's, like a third not party that's not an artist at yeah. all. So you're like, all right, how does this really sound like just to like your average Joe? Like, not that. Because like, sometimes I'm, I'll still do it. Sometimes I'm like, I'm still, that's still a good idea. I'm gonna roll with like, it. Like, shut but, up, well, <laughs> shut up. It's good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, those there are those things, but you know, you just gotta put in the reps once again, to, in order to make sure your shit is always gonna be good. Yeah. It's it's tough with art because like you'll do you'll get a script and you'll send it out or same with a song and it's like people will just be like oh uh, no, no or <laughs> how songs work but like no no I mean you'll I, get like, it's so, it's you'll similar. get like uh, oh we're not not interested or oh it's, it's, this isn't gonna work for us and you never get like well why why, why don't you like the script no I I actually like nobody will give you feedback I feel like I've sent out my single how do you feel in the how do you feel in the music world do you feel like people give you feedback are you learning or is it just like a yes no well it depends on your asking you know like if, if you yeah. if if you show your parents like if I show my parents something I made they're like this is so fucking sick you're like alright mom I fucking love you like thanks I know it's good but like you're just gonna hype me up regardless now, if I show mm. my friend who's like a mixer, who's like a, who uh, mixes for like major artists, like on the low, like my mix of a song, and he's like, "All right, uh, I see where it's going. Uh, your levels here are too high. You need to turn this down. Um, you can maybe throw some more compression, you know, like you know, actual notes um, mm-hmm. that you can take into consideration, or even just give him the project and pay him for it to do it the right way." Or yeah. or you and then I've had other things where I send it to blogs and like influencers send my single out to like for them to promote it if they like it and they're just like no and it's like oh well why don't you like it and I, I just don't like, like they just don't like me you're just like I just don't like you you're like oh well yeah. fuck like <laughs> I like me like I thought I thought I thought I was pretty good but like you, you can't take that shit to heart because like it's just not it doesn't match their brand you know it's not it's even personal so much rejection man like no just, in just this industry man. It. No, you're you're gonna get a, you're gonna get rejected a, a thousand times before I've, I've the one. To, yes, I've told the story. I've told the story before, but there's a a story of David Fincher. He would go to a college, and he'd be given his lecture about film, and he would like just call on some random student in the audience. He'd say, "Gabe, stand up, tell me your story," <laughs> and the student would like stand up and be like, "Um." Uh, I, I was born in, in Ohio, and then he's like, <laughs> "Shut the fuck up and sit down." And Damn. he said, "If they sit, he goes, if they sit down, they're not ready." Damn, that's actually that's a that's a solid that's a solid. And it's, I always think about that. It's like, yeah, people are gonna tell you, "Shut the fuck up and sit down." Yeah, of course. And if you listen, then you're not ready. Oh, like, that's dude. That's that's a fire analogy, bro. I like that. That's that's true though. Like honestly, here, like you gotta be confident. But like like you said, like it's not like no one's gonna come or, come up to you like, hey, bro, here's the fucking Paramount picture you were looking for your entire life. Your here's the script. Your script. Yeah. Your script is greenlit. You get every. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna be it's gonna be you hustling until like you have this platform that you built all this time, and that's what makes you a great director or a great artist is that you sat there, you took, you put in the fucking hours of trying to find the crew, trying to put it together, and then now you got a certain point where now people are coming to you. 
and that's what we're building now. That's yeah. all. The, that's the only way I see it right now is like building it for ourselves. And because... also, you gotta be able to pivot. Like, yeah, I'd love to write and direct. Yeah, I'd love course. to just direct. That's kind of like the dream. Like you write, I get a great script. Of course. I got a budget. I just go out there and work with the actors, and we we f- make it happen. Yeah, would, of course. That's like the dream. But I'm writing a lot now because like I'm trying to get stuff picked up, and then a lot of my scripts were becoming low, low budget. So I could try and get them funded, yeah, and then COVID yeah. hit, and it was like, okay, now the low budget's really difficult because you gotta have like PPE, you gotta have like plexiglass. You oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So now like low budget films like aren't really getting made. Yeah, I mean, you're, just, I feel they're, like they're. I feel like you're always gonna do shit that you you would rather not be doing. Like you said, like not rather not be doing. Like maybe you prefer to be a director other than, rather than a producer, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I go on set with Seth all the time doing sound, you know, doing sound. Um, I, I know how to do it. I know how to mix. I know how to do, I'm not, I don't like mixing really per se. I do to a certain extent, but like, I, I don't want to, I honestly don't want that to be my job. I am more focused on the creative. I love being the creative. I love being the artist, the talent. Yeah. That's, that's where I feel like I feel I'm but you belong also, most. you have to keep working. So like, of course, I was just going to finish that story by saying that. Uh, I got asked to produce a short film as just a producer. So they got a writer, they got a director, and I'm like pulling all the people together. Yeah. yeah. So I'm doing that. That's going to happen in December. It's a two-day shoot. And then I had my last guest on the podcast was a writer. He's like, yeah, I got like 30 scripts. And I said, well, send me something. He had just optioned three this year during COVID. Word. Like he got them picked up. Oh, that's He's awesome. like kind of hot now. So he sent me a couple, and I liked the one a lot, so I signed a deal with him that I'm going to shop it for the next six months. Nice, nice, man. And so then I'm like, now I'm emailing people, and I'm like, hey, I got this hot script from this new writer. And people are like, send it over. Uh... And I'm like, you fuckers won't read my shit. <laughs> Bro, that's but like now the... I, now I got everybody reading this other guy's script. Like, Bro, it's like the, the minute you get like any recognition from like, anyone that matters you just start you know what i'm saying the ball starts rolling like a motherfucker like and i think that's just like, like happens you know like you like you the said one guy just called me he's like yeah i got this company in beverly hills they've been bugging me for like a five to ten million dollar picture i'm gonna send it over to him like i'll try to get us a meeting i was like great like <laughs> bro that's the thing though like you I could was be like maybe i'll just maybe i'll just slide into this picture as like a eighty thousand dollar producing fee just and then, like, I'll, then I'll just like make some other guy's movie. We'll find a director. I'll do a bunch of paperwork stuff that I don't want to do, but I'll cash a check. And then I'll just go make my own shit. Yeah, make my know? the movie I've been trying to make. No, I totally get that. I can make a make a short film for ten grand or something. Make it really good. No, but one the mo- the minute you're associated with like someone like me and me and stuff have been working with this artist. His name's Hassan Kafaf, and he's mm-hmm. he he has production credit on Yeezus, like the Easy album. Or like that okay. one, or yeah, the fucking one where he's just talking about being a god, whatever. And yeah, yeah. and he he he's signed to good music, so he's like doing something with his situation. He he hangs out with Kanye like not on a regular basis, but regularly enough. This man Kanye knows this man, and we're working we're yeah. working with him personally on his personal projects. Now I was like thinking like awesome. I'm as a musician. Kanye doesn't give a fuck about me, you know what I'm saying? Like, Kanye, like, I, I doubt, like, maybe someday, just because I know a guy that knows Kanye, personally, yeah. maybe I'll see Kanye <laughs> in the same room, but I don't know if, like, I'm gonna be, like, 
put on because I know someone that is working with Kanye. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't think, I don't see that. You guys are in different places. Yeah, it's like, and, I, and I'm here to help him. Yeah, exactly. Kanye is Kanye West. There. He's, he's so far out there that. It's like, that's like unreal. <laughs> it's like, he, I'm literally like a fucking sand pebble to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's but not. But that guy that helps Kanye could, would help you more than Kanye would. Exactly, exactly. And that's the thing. It's like, I'm building a relationship with him as opposed to like the you Kanye. Meet the people that actually make this shit. Like, I got this, uh, I got a couple cinematographers I know and a couple post production producers. Uh, one lady I know, she's doing that movie with The Rock right now for Netflix. It's got yeah. Ryan Reynolds and like she's always doing these huge movies and she's like when you get a budget call me I'll get you an editor we're gonna set, we'll set up all the post production it's like those are the people you need because like what happens when make Paramount happen. calls and they give you your money like who are you gonna hire exactly is that, like, well you, you know, that's like that's the whole thing I don't want Paramount to fill fill all the seats and then everybody's against me yeah you know, it's like exactly all the spokespeople for paramount i'd like to have like some spokespeople for paramount and some of my own people i mean yeah I trust you, you just gotta grab and then we make art we can exactly collaborate. you grab who you will like you'll find you obviously we both find ourselves in situations out here i'm sure where there's people that could really help you you know what i'm saying are they gonna help you no you just become friends with the people that you click with the best on set wherever the fuck you're at and then just vibe with them and then see like how where you guys can take that as opposed to being like, oh, I know that he knows fucking Jay-Z or like, you know, or some shit like Jay-Z's not going to do anything for you. I promise you. I promise you. Unless, unless and there's you... people that know people that use that as leverage to get stuff out of other people. Exactly. And that's a whole, you know? so yeah, that's like, a whole another thing. Yeah. I, I, I don't necessarily think that like, like it also it's like in what capacity do they know that person? Exactly. You know, like, do exactly. they have a good relationship? Do they collaborate together? Do they just know of each other? Like, do they know? Really, yeah. Do they even know your name? With, like, you, it's it would be better to just work with a good artist that exactly. knows nobody, and, and you then guys go build up with them. Yeah, like build with and that's, yeah. Because eventually, eventually you'll meet those people at the top, and you'll be like, yeah, I got this great team. We've all come up together, and then you're like, you're unstoppable, you know. But that's what I think. That's what a lot of artists are missing is like they're like they're they're they get high off of that initial like, um, oh, I want to work with this person, or like I would be in my dream to be with this person. It's like it, a thousand, like like nine times out of ten, it's not gonna happen like that. You know what I'm saying? It's not gonna happen like that unless for some reason you happen. To, I don't, you know what I'm saying? By chance, something happens for you. But I think a lot yeah. of it is putting in that grunt work of going out, meeting people, getting your face out there, getting your name out there, getting just be in the streets. Not even like that, but you know what I'm saying? Like be out. For at least for me, like I gotta be out so people have seen me before. It's like, oh, like oh shit. Oh, and then if something pops off for me, they're like, oh, like I fucking remember saw him at that other show at that one time, and now he's like doing a lot better. Yeah, it's yeah. like you know that's literally what this is all about: is building the fan base, or building the audience. Not even not even just the team. The team comes with, along with the audience, you know. So, you know, yeah. the, the more I mean, you put in, the more you get the short, out. I'm, I'm producing the short and I'm calling on so many people that I've met. Like, sometimes people four years ago when I moved here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. hey, you want to do this? You want to jump on this project? And they're like, oh, I work for like a thousand bucks a day now. Like, they're big. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, I got like 250 for this thing. It's on a Saturday. <laughs> hey, bro, I got a, I got a like, smooth 250 like, for sign, you. 
They're like, sign me up, I'll be there. I'm like, thank you. I mean, if it's the homie, you know, you know and that's the beautiful thing. Those relationships work, yeah, you know, they... Exactly. I think that's what's the whole beautiful thing about the industry. It is it is all relationships. Like, you know, they, they the people that are successful are only working with the people that they've been working with since fucking... You know, Quentin Tarantino only works with the same actors. Fucking all these people yeah. only work with the same producers, writers, you know, directors, whatever. They, they all, and that's what, I think that's what it's about. And if people try to, so hard to like get into what's already, already going on. It's like, no, that might be going on. You might get your chance to do that if they recognize the work that you've already done, but you gotta do the work first, regardless, without their help. It's the work. I mean, it, the, the, the guy I was talking about that did that Disney movie that then he took the money and then he couldn't he didn't get much work after that yeah, uh, yeah he was saying that when he was working his day job when he got his first script sold he wasn't writing as much as he should have been and he would always be like oh i had to work all fucking day like i don't have time tonight he's like whenever i'm just paid to write then i'll have i'll, I'll write more honestly you know? i mean i i if dude and if someone's gonna check minute, to make music dude that's awesome he man. said the minute he got his all first script deal like he was being paid to write that was his only job but then his agents were sending him on meetings all day to meet all these producers to meet actors to meet studios mm -hmm. and then he was still having to come home and write at night so he said this idea that like once i get paid to do the thing like music or film like then i'll have all this time it's like no you have less time yeah i think i think that's literally like you don't get to do like you know like the before you, there was money involved and like responsibilities, when you like really just as like get to that part of yourself where you're like fucking a kid again, you know, like, and you really yeah. just like love, like the reason you're doing this shit is because you fucking love it. That's it. Like you just love making shit, you know, making film mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, for me, music, I mean, I also love dabbling in film. I love film to death, actually. Um, you know, getting back to that person is like what I think when the greatest shit comes out, but it's hard. Cause you lose track of that person so easy. Like, yeah. it's it's really hard to get back to like that because you're so caught up with like I gotta pay bills, I gotta fucking go to work, I gotta fucking make sure this shit, I gotta meet this person, I gotta do this, blah blah. blah I gotta build myself. But if you think it's gonna be easier when you made it, you're wrong. No, it's probably gonna be it's, more money, more, more problems, it's bro. More, work. <laughs> more money, but more problems. There at that time, I mean, at, honestly, like I was gonna say earlier, um, if I had the budget, and like you said, talking about people that you wanna work with. Uh, that you will continue to work with regardless of whether they're paying you. If I had a budget um, of whatever amount, I would literally just hire every person that I love to work with. Like Sebastian's one of them. Like which uh, you also did the podcast with him. Um, yeah. Amazing director, super talented writer, just one of the overall one of my best friends that I've met in my life, um, mm -hmm. and super influential on me. You know, because I was living in the same house as him. Um, but yeah, people like that, people like Shanta, you know, people that, I, like my brother, obviously, you know, and all these other people that I've met all, on the way to the point that I'm at now, you know, I, I want to keep working with those people because they made me, they were helping me when shit was not anything, you know, mm -hmm. so I, I would hire, you know, and I, and I hope to get, I, I, I am getting to the point where I want to make that money and like, that, that's what I'm working towards, you know, making that money so I can hire my friends to make the shit that we've always wanted to make, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the more, the better people you got on board, man, the better it looks. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you need, you need, the, also the you team is very important. also, you get caught in that trap of, like, um, like, the short film I'm working on right now, we have, like, a really solid base, and the, uh, the financier for the, 
project is the director. So he's saved up. He's done a bunch of big jobs. So he's got enough money to fund the short film. And the budget started off small, and it's like it's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, we got to work with this great person, this great person, this great person. And it's like I understand that's going to make the movie better, but we're, we can't end up spending like forty grand on this short film. You know? Yeah, like if, yeah, if, yeah. At some point, we got to be like, this is what we got. And then you just got to work so, with whatever that is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So we actually have a call tonight where I'm just like, we got it. We're, we're going to cap like the budget. Like we're going to, and I know he doesn't want to hear that, but I'm like, we got to, we got to, yeah, can't just be, we got to get the box to work inside of like, I wonder like what it's like to work on like a major set where it's like the budget is fucking ridiculous and like crafty is like fucking gourmet shit. And like everyone's getting paid ridiculous amounts of money. You're like, all right, so like we can do anything we want. Right. Can we can we set everything on fire and then rebuild it tomorrow? All right, let's do that. Like I feel like <laughs> having See, but that. If, if you're able to come in under budget, then you get hired again. That's true. The that's studio true. does the studio doesn't want to lose all their money. You know they already got to put money into marketing. You know it's a big risk anyways to do a two hundred million dollar movie. You're seeing now with like all these movies just being pushed to next year because they've invested so much. They think, can't lose yeah, it on yeah, yeah. VOD. They got, they need that billion dollar box office. You know what the shitty part is? Is so. like these corporations, in in Hollywood specifically, they just they own the fucking. They're the banks of the fucking industry, man. They they run. They have all the shit. They have all the shit that you need. They're like, all right, is your mm-hmm. shit good? No. Is your shit good? No. Is your shit good? Yeah. Okay. We'll give you we'll give you a chance, but you got to make the return for us. When the when the shit comes out, we need to make at least. This month amount, you know, to the and like same thing with the music industry. If you don't make this amount of money on this, then we then you owe us. And it's like, what well, the fuck is this shit? The, there's a good saying in the industry that there's there's no there's never any back end. Oh, like, <laughs> go, oh I'm gonna get you on the back end, you know, after it comes out. Like I had a, a grad school class and we had the lawyer who worked for Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. and he brought he was our teacher and he brought he brought in some uh, some secret documents from Harry Potter. <laughs> and he put him up on the projector, and he said, "Here's the budget breakdown for Harry Potter," and you could see the budget was like two hundred million, yeah. And the movie made nine hundred million. He's like, "That looks like a profit, right?" And then he put the next sheet on the projector, and he goes, "Ooh, not a profit." He goes, "Look, we uh, interest was two hundred million on the loan that they took out that uh... Warner Brothers charged. Then there was like." This money was from China, so there was a $100 million fee to bring it back from China. He goes, they didn't bring it back. They just leave it over there, but they just charged the film. And so, Bro. like, there was all these hidden expenses, and they said that it cost $1.1 billion and it only made $900 million. So they actually reported a $200 million loss on Harry Potter. <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious. And he's like, he's like, there is never any back end. Bro, that's the... Ah, this shit is all hacked, man. But what I was going to say, there is actually back-end for musicians. There is actually a loophole. If not a loophole, but, like, you can make money as a musician if you're listening to this yeah. and you're a musician. If you get your music licensed, you can make some shitty... Let's say you have a whole library of shitty beats, which I'm sure a lot of us do as producers. And mm-hmm. and you want to just, you know, clean it up and make them projects and then, you know, put them into a library. You can You can go into a music sync licensing library. And what they do is they put their music in a library, a specific library that studios pull from. Often they know they have their clients and they pull from. And every time they use their song, your song, if they choose it, you know, whatever style it is, you get royalties on the back end. And you could be getting those for years 
you know, mm-hmm. multiple years, if not that, you know what I'm saying? So, and the same thing with, there's, there's, with even... There's back end with film. I mean, you gotta, you gotta get that percentage on the, uh, on the gross, not the net. That's the yeah. secret. So the better the actor you are, it's like, we're paying you 1% off the, the first dollar. Mm-hmm. And then you will make money. But if it's like, we're going to pay you 1% of the net, well, then they just add all these fees on and there is no net. You know, it's like... And that's the hard so part. It's, you gotta, it's all in the legal stuff. At, you see, need like, a good lawyer. Yeah. It, it, as an artist, as, well, especially out here in LA or in the industry, like, you got to know... And I can't even talk because, like, I get fucked over all the time. <laughs> or I have been multiple times. But, like, you've got to know what you're getting into. You know, who who is who. Like, if you're actually going to get paid, if you're, you know, whatever the fuck is going to be. Because... There's a lot of shady shit going on here, man. A lot of shady shit. There's a lot of people say snakes, and I'm not trying to be like. There was a good lawyer I had a meeting with. He represents some huge people that was through my friend's dad who connected us about. We were talking about the script. We thought we were having a deal, so we went and met this lawyer, and he told the story. And I won't give the director's name because, but he'll he'll know who he is if he's Mm. listening. Um, He had a two movie deal. And it was $100,000 for each movie with Fox. And that was the deal. It was like they were taking a risk on this new director. It was two movies. So the first one blows up, becomes a huge film. Mm -hmm. Second one, he's stuck at that $100,000. But they let him make whatever he wanted. So he did like a passion project that he wanted to do. And he was like, and then I negotiated with Disney and and, uh, Lucasfilm a $17 million deal for him to direct Star Wars. Yo, that's fucking... And on the second movie, the second movie, it was terrible. He was, like, late to set. He was, like, Mm. drinking. He ended up burning down the Airbnb that he was staying in on the shoot. They fired him. They had to reshoot. They had to reshoot the whole movie, and Disney dropped him from Star Wars. Jesus Christ! How do you fuck that up? <laughs> the lawyer looked at me. He goes, he, "The lawyer goes, when you get your shot, don't burn down the Airbnb." Bro, <laughs> no. My thing is like, whenever I get my shot, there's no missing it at all. You know what I'm saying? It's like I was already on the way to the fucking target. You know what I'm saying? It's like if someone gives me another shot, I'm like, all right, well, I was already gonna hit it anyways. But thanks, thank you for making sure that I was gonna fucking 99% instead of 95. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. So, that, I mean... Don't let it get to your head, you know? You gotta stay focused. It's hard, though. It's hard, man. It, it is hard, especially as an artist. Like, you know, we all have emotions and shit, and, and it's... You'll be... Especially because I've been living myself now for about, like, five or five months? Five or six months? Um, yeah. And I never really had the time to myself to, like, sit here and, like, think about whatever the fuck I'm thinking about. Um, you know, mm-hmm. myself and my, my life and, like, what I'm trying to become and, like, really it really helps or and it, it can be it, it helps but also it can be dark sometimes you know i'm not trying to be like oh emo boy because like i'm a genuinely mm-hmm. genuinely a happy person but like i think you know there are times where it's like fuck like fuck all this like what am i what do, why am i here blah, blah blah like and that and those are very like short instances but they still do come up like it's really hard not to doubt yourself i, I get it in, i get it in waves you know yeah. it's like i've had these big moments and then it's like I still feel like there's a chance I could be working at Burger King. You know, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like, bro, I mean, every okay. day it's like something <laughs> new. No, nah, I mean, I, dude, I've, I, I'm still serving no, and like, bar- I mean, I'm bartending. Low, but it's like, it's like, I'm still like, I'm still serving at a restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
And people will be like, yeah. oh, that's the fucking lowest. Like, I mean, I, I came a long way. Don't get me wrong. Like, when I first started working here, I was busting tables. When I first got to L.A., busting tables, being treated like shit, getting not paid, not paid shit. You know, now I'm getting paid mm-hmm. a decent, like, a decent hourly, you know what I'm saying? But that still sucks. It's not salary. But I get, you know, tips yeah. on top of that, whatever. And any gigs that I get on the side, you know, picking up music gigs, whatever. Not even, like, performance, but just, like, you know, for, like, an ad or something, doing some short little clip or something and even then that's not even like extremely lucrative so it's like um it does sometimes seem kind of bleak because everyone out here is trying to do the same shit you know everyone's like everyone's like i'm the hottest new artist i'm the hottest new nigga out in the streets you're like are you though like i don't i don't really fuck with you so it's like (laughs) so like it's really just about your fan base and like who who you're you gotta rally for your people because like no one else if they if anyone gave a fuck about you at all like you need to and that's why I was gonna shout out anyone that does listen to this that for the fact of me like I fucking love you and I always will and I'll, I know who you are thank you for your fucking support but you know it's a long game man this shit is a fucking long game and it's hard cause like some days are like you be feeling gassed up because like a certain opportunity happened or something else like yo this shit is going really well like I'm hot as fuck yo fuck everybody back home and no nah, not for real mm-hmm. but but you're like, I finally, I really out here doing this shit. And then like other days you're like, damn, like I'm not shit. Like this is not going, <laughs> this is not going peachy, yeah. but it's not always going to be peachy. And that's what I've learned. So it's tough. You gotta, you, I mean, there's, it's a big ups and downs. Yeah. That's how it is. You know, like major ups, major what's peaks. That, what's that Drake's, that Drake song where he's like, we're drinking every night. Cause drinking to my accomplishments or something oh like that's not that's yo not, fuck that's drake bro drake is way dude that man is just gassed out of his mind bro i used to listen to that in high school and i was like that's gonna be me one day right like every I night mean, celebrate yo low-key that is like not... a point a point that i want to get to like and then yeah no drake's not always you know fuck drake he's 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 building a world, you know what I'm saying? He's not always fucking... Maybe he is, actually. I don't know. This man is dummy successful. But I do want to get to a point where it's like, yo, we good. You know what I'm saying? Like, we good. Like, it doesn't matter if I'm winning or losing. We're still good. You know what I'm saying? I got my house. I got my whatever the fuck. I got my studio. I got my placement. Whatever mm-hmm. I'm whatever I'm pursuing. Like, I got my shows. I got my fan base. You know? I, I'm not really looking for celebrity status, per se. But I do want recognition for my work. So it's like, where's the balance between that because like yeah i don't want to be kanye west per se as in like the fame aspect of like you can't even leave your fucking house without paparazzi being all over your ass and like you know what i'm saying so like yeah it's like do i want do i really want that i had a i had a business manager once he told he did money management he was like every million dollars you put into a good investment account will bring about forty thousand dollars a year in interest he said, "So if you got three million dollars, that's one hundred and twenty thousand. That's not even that much, man. <laughs> like He's compared like, to millions of dollars, like." Yeah, but like that money's just coming. You don't even have to work. And that's true. Actually, one thing you that know? I've been doing is recently, like past couple weeks, I've been trading forex. So before I was trading, mm. I was trading Bitcoin, and I fucking mm. dude, I came up on like three k. No, not even no joke. Off of eight hundred dollars, started with eight hundred, got to three k. Then the fucking market just shot down my account blasted gone 3k gone 800 initial investment gone i was like yo are you fucking kidding me so i was just like broken for a while i was like i'm i was truly broke 
And I was like, all right, what the fuck am I about to do? I was like, I'm about to make this money back off the market. But I was like, Bitcoin was too volatile. It was too suspect. It was like yeah. not. So I was like, let me get let me get on something more like uh, foreign exchange, you know, real currency that's actually and people are, and trillions of dollars are running through that per day. So I was like, all right, let me see what I can make. So so far I made about not even too much, like two hundred dollars. It's only been two weeks. I keep making winning trades, losing trades, and shit. So, but I only brought that up because you're talking about investments and shit. So, yeah, I'm just I'm thinking like like right now, like yeah, I do some projects here and there. I do some freelance stuff. Uh, I'm probably making like forty to fifty thousand a year. Oh yeah, yeah. Less. I'm about I'm about like definitely less now. With I'm the, pushing less with the pandemic now. Shit, sorry. Yeah, I'm pushing. But it's like I I do thirty five forty. I, I'm doing fine. Like I can go out to eat and stuff. Like, so like I'm thinking like, okay, if I had a hundred off of three million, well then I can do twice as much as I do now, and like that'd be fine. I mean, you know, honestly, it's like, like yeah, you always keep wanting more and more. You don't. If I could just like make shit and like not have to worry about paying my bills, and like still get to go out to eat here and there. Like I don't need to go to fucking the fanciest place. I mean, you I can literally to, like, just live on. You can blow you... my money. Yeah, you can make whatever you want off of what you're already making now, you know what I'm saying? Which is like, you know, bare minimum. You know, it's so like what most people are making, if not a little bit more, you know what I'm saying? But like, if like let's say you had $100,000, which is like still not that much, let's be honest. But like, I'd be dummy straight on $100,000 a year. Like, if it's just me, I'm like, all right, like, if I was just doing nothing, you know, like, I would be, I could do everything that I fucking, like, if I budgeted it, you know. But yeah, the thing is, like, this money is like, just floating in the ether is what I found out. Like trading and shit, I'm like, all right, like, why am I not capitalizing on this shit that I could easily learn, that I could easily, you know, profit from? It's not like I'm making that. Like, I'm not gonna be like a big player, but it's like I can make a couple thousand off this market, like which I did when it was Bitcoin, mm-hmm. but it fucking was dilap- uh, disappeared immediately. So I was like, all right, I was just, I wasn't, uh, I didn't know the game, you know, I, I didn't, I was. What you oh, gotta do when you, when you get your hundred or two hundred thousand, you gotta buy yourself a multiplex. Bro, I I I'm telling you. And then what you do is you you live in the multiplex, and you have to live there for two years minimum, and the bank will give you a lower interest rate because you live there. Ah. And then the rentals you rent out the other units. Either you can be one, two, or three. So you should probably get a two. You need like two hundred grand to put oh, down. Yeah, yeah. And then. Then you'll just be paying normal rent for two years, but then after that you move out, and then you're making a grand, cause you oh, rent out word. your place too. No, that's actually and another then just thing. People just yeah. pay off. Does this pay off your shit for you? No, that's literally what Joe's. Joe, you brought up Joe before. Joe's dad used to do that. He always rentals. Oh, his his dad's like uh, making hell of money. But that's me. And my brother would. Oh, go ahead. I asked him one time. We were out. I said, "What happens though? Like when they call you at three in the morning and their toilet's broken and." He's like, you just say thank you for paying my mortgage. Facts, though. <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious. Like, that's so funny. Honestly, but that's like honestly the position I want to be in, you know? Like, once I come up on this money, because I know it's coming, it's like, I'm going to invest in property. I'm going to invest in like a studio. And then mm-hmm. once I'm done using it, fucking rent, or when I'm not using it, rent it out. And then they're paying yeah. my fucking rent. And then I does, now anything I'm making is like profit. You know, it's not like going to yeah. anything. It's just, it's profit. And, I, and it's so easy to set up. Like, it's not even that crazy. Like, that concept is not insane. People are doing that. But it's like most people are don't have the mindset of like, I need to invest my... Yeah, like I don't want to get, I don't want to get a hundred grand and like buy a car. 
No, like, no. I want I want to invest in some things so I can like keep doing my creative shit longer. And then also see a return on that investment while you're still doing your like creative I, like shit. Like I don't want to I don't want to be Nick Cage like doing these shitty movies for Paramount. Yeah, and you don't have to be. To see. You don't have to be. Just don't sign Just that contract. Be smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. If but that. If you that's... save the money and you have like a good foundation, then you're not desperate, and then you can actually make the things you want to make, and they'll be better. Exactly. I think that's the secret. Don't be desperate. I mean, it's sometimes it's it's like, and uh, yeah, I think that's exactly it. Cause like it's it's hard. I mean, we're all we're all desperate at a point. Like when you yeah. start out, when you're like not making much, you're just like, I gotta get there. But if you can like quiet that side of you, yeah, you know, you think clearer. There's so many desperate people that are like just backstabbing and lying and trying. Bro, like, I have to get there. I have to get there. And it's like. You're going to kill everybody on the way there, and there's going to be nobody left to help you. Yeah. You backstabbed everybody. And then, exactly, and then you're going to lose, ultimately. Like, you can't... I don't know, my cat's going to eat some. Um, yeah, you can't fuck everyone over on your way up, because nope. then you're, everyone's going to fuck you, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's why I'd like, be reiterating on, like, being cool. Like, these relationships do matter. How, be, how cool you are does matter, as in, like, how, how, how uh, willing are you to work with what we got? right now before yeah. it gets you know before it just starts popping off because i guarantee you it's going to shit is happening already you know at this point and it's not even been that long so it's like what's gonna happen when we keep putting our heads to this shit because this is all we think about this is all we this is all the reason we're here it's like this shit is going yeah. to happen like regardless and you have to believe that because it will like you know what i'm saying you well, have to i'm glad it. you're i'm glad you're still here because uh I've been casting for this short in December and like I've reached out to like a bunch of friends of mine. I'm like, Hey, you should audition. And they're like, Oh, I'm not in LA till next year. I just left. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Like every, so many people just packed Dipped up and went home. Dude. I, I mean, I had two roommates and God bless both their hearts, even though we had our, we had our scuffles cause they might listen to this. So I'm not going to talk any shit, but you know, it's not for everyone to be out here, man. Like, it's not easy being out here. Cause like, I would, I, they'd be like, oh, I'm about to come out there with you, man. And then they come out and it's like not easy. And they're just like confused. I'm like, bro, it's not like the fact that I've been mm-hmm. here this long is a fucking accomplishment. Like, let me pat myself on the back. But at the same time, Once you pass like five years, you're, you're here. Oh, you're in. Now, dude, me being four years, I was like, I'm good. Like, what, what can happen? Like, I'm not leaving. Like, what the fuck is about to happen? Like, unless like some shit yeah. happens, we're like the earthquake destroys my apartment and like the fucking LA blows up and I need to leave him. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the only reason I'm, I'm about to, like, to leave. Riverside then. Yeah. I'm, then I'm just moving to fucking NorCal. I'm just driving an hour in. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm just moving a couple out San Diego. Then I'm just going to San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. No, but LA, it is nice but to be in LA. Cause like this is where everything's happening. It's not for everybody. You know? There's definitely been a lot of people that left, um, during the COVID and uh oh, during covid yeah i'm glad that i'm glad i stayed like it's yeah part it of me thought slower, about but like i'm yeah. i'm here like this is where i live now like this is it man the not, way, like not i'm saying like anywhere else to go yeah like no i'm saying like for the rest of your life but like for now like this is the this is the dream you know where we did the thing that people dream their fucking entire life to do honestly yeah. to be in los angeles at all so, like, I try to not take it for granted, even though some days I'm like, yo, fuck everyone here. But, honestly, this place is amazing. I love, it's beautiful here. I love all the experiences that I've had here, good and bad, 
have really made me the person that I have wanted to become. And I think I'm still becoming that person, but like, I feel so, I've grown so much being here. Like I can't even express to you how much I've changed and became, you know, a better person, honestly. So I'm just happy. I'm just happy to be here, man. I'm just happy to be here, to be honest. I've, I've told this before on the podcast, but Casey Neistat was, he moved to New York a week before 9-11. Oh Jesus and Christ! He had, he had just had a he <laughs> oh, just had a Jesus. baby with his girlfriend. They broke up. She was raising his kid in in Connecticut. He was living like down the street. He's like, I'm moving to my with my brother. My brother lives in New York. I'm moving. So he's on his brother's couch sleeping when the plane hits the first tower. It was right above him. It like throw, <laughs> threw him off the couch. Yeah. And he got on his bike and he rode across town because his brother was at the office. He wanted to make sure his brother was okay. Fucking building collapses like destroys their apartment. Yeah, of course. And Jesus so he's Christ. like, we had no, he said we had no place to live. I got a baby in Connecticut. My girlfriend, ex girlfriend's in Connecticut. My whole family's in Connecticut. And I was like, I don't have an apartment anymore. He's like, I gotta, I gotta go home, right? And he goes, I, but I knew that I didn't want to leave, and I stayed. And everybody left. Yeah. And then there was all these opportunity. Everybody needed commercials, and he started shooting stuff. Mm. And then he got an HBO show greenlit, and then now he's a huge vlogger. That's but awesome, it's like, man, yeah. I always think about that with COVID. Like, everybody left, and then now everything's picking back up, and nobody's going to come back until it's rolling again. Yeah. And we're here. Yeah, we got to... people need stuff. Exactly, exactly. When shit starts and we're gonna opening back up... in there. Yeah, right? I, I completely agree. Like, once, like... You know, venues start opening up, live shows, that kind of shit. It's like they're looking for artists, they're looking for people, you know, at least in my case. So I was like, I'm right there, I'm right here, I'm right here, I got you, I'm a slider in right now. Like, all these opportunities are open right now. And like, I don't think they ever went away. I mean, they did actually. COVID was hot for a second, as in like shutdown of the country, obviously, that we all were there for. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you know, people are, you know, they're starting to still, like, I worked on one set here. Um, it was my friend's set, and she was shooting, like, a little promo video for her friend's uh, clothing, clothing line. But, like, still, that was, like, the first set that I had worked on in, like, since fucking last year. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. because this year, yeah. you know, there's no sets, but there wasn't really any sets going on. So, mm-hmm. you know. But it's going to come back, and you got you to gotta stick around. No, I'm, I'm here. Like I said, I'm here for it, man. Like, I'm, I'm trying to be as open as – actually, let me take that back. I've actually been really closed off. <laughs> I try to be as open as possible. But right now, like, I've just been, like, not really posting on socials. Like, I've just been, like, kind of MIA. Just because, like, I was, like, one, the election got me, like, fucked up. And I was just, like, I mean, I'm not even, why do I got to post for, like, I don't have to post. But, like, I know there are people that are tuning in to, like, what the fuck I'm, like, doing. And yeah. I know I know they want to see. So I'm, like, all right, let me, all right, let me get back. Because, like, as an artist, I have to have a, a presence. You know what I'm saying? So... Mm-hmm. So, but keeping up with that all the time is, like, hard because, like, I like to be by myself without anyone knowing what the fuck I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? I like to be. Yeah, yeah. I honestly like being kind of mysterious. Like, I've always been that way. Some, one of my friends was like, yo, Gabe, you're so fucking mysterious. He's like, yeah, good. You shouldn't know what the fuck I'm doing next. Like, next thing I do, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, I didn't, I knew something was going on, after, but I didn't after know. After this podcast, everybody's going to know all the secrets. Oh, they know some <laughs> secrets now. They know that there are secrets that are being kept. <laughs> well, I, I stopped I stopped doing the podcast and I was like I just needed a break it was I I did one right after it was a guy I did I never even released it I didn't like the pod I did just didn't like it oh, it was a referral from a 
publicist. And it was right after George Floyd. Oh, where? That whole Damn. thing. Yeah, yeah. And, like, he came on and he was just, like, bragging about how good he was about everything. And, like, he basically lied through the whole podcast. Because <laughs> I was like, I got the article of what stuff he did. And, like, he was just lying. And I was like. Bro, why are you lying, bro? I was like, I don't want to release this. And then I, I was like, I didn't want to talk about the George Floyd stuff. Yeah, Because that's yeah. what everybody was talking about. So I was like, I'm just going to take a break. And then, so I stopped for, like, a couple, like, two, three months and then I, I looked back at my numbers, and right around that time when I stopped, I was getting like 700 listens a day. Oh, damn. Nice, bro. On the podcast. And I was like, fuck, like people were listening. Then it would like, it dropped, you know, that went right down. Now it's like 20 a day or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or 15 I mean, a day. Like, so if I'm you, like, now I'm starting yeah, yeah. it back up. Now I'm, I'm getting it back up. You no, know? literally, yeah. If you're as soon I was like, as you people step were away, listening. people people liked it, I guess. Yeah, if people st- as soon as you step so. away from something, it'll lose all the traction, man. That's the that's the hard part. Is like I was like promoting all my shit super hard for like a solid like three or four months, and then I was like just fell off. Like I was like, oh, yeah, no, no, I'm just gonna stop. Then people and, like, just I, walk away. They people don't were just back. like stop paying <laughs> attention. Like, oh fuck him, he does not even that cool, anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but yeah, it is hard to I keep up. I think he died or something. I don't. I, yeah, I, don't, he, I don't know, but people are curious though. People Japan. are curious. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually in a different country now. I mean, that'd be sick. I I want to get to that point where it's like, yeah, bro, I was just in fucking Bali, kicking it. Yeah. I actually know this director out there. We were shooting well, actually, it, like some the, crazy shit for no reason. Actually, the the Zoom stuff works pretty well. Like, I could go anywhere and do a podcast. Like. No, yeah. I dude. mean, even if I had a studio, like I'd have to. It'd be cool, but like I'd still have to like be there yeah and, no like, do I, it. Like, I thought I you had like a little studio that's why i was like oh let me just pull up to your crib yeah uh, no, basically it's the same thing just like two phones and we just sit around and talk uh, okay no that's fine uh, i just i didn't i didn't know i didn't know if it'd be like better in person because like you get like a better i've been trying to do a couple in person um but then my girlfriend would be like you know have they been partying like have they been out and like oh yeah, out? yeah are we yeah, gonna yeah. get exposed i totally that's that's totally valid like I'm like, I don't think so. And she's like, well, ask them. And I'm like, well, they could lie to me. <laughs> like, that's a, that's a valid concern. Valid concern for sure. I was like, I just, it's a risk I just have to take if I want to have somebody over. I mean, at the so. same time, like how, how long much are you going to let this shit, you know, dictate your life? You know, like be careful, you know, be cautious, but like still do your thing. You know, just don't be sucking on people's faces and like spitting in yeah. other people's mouths. You know, like... <laughs> Don't yeah. be drinking off of random cups. Like, I don't know. I think there's a way to, like, really not get sick. Wash your hands, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Just, just do the normal shit that they taught you, you know? Um, but We've been going for, like, an hour and a half. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't want to, like, go too long, but... Um, what, uh, that's, like, the average is an hour and a half for the podcast, but... Yeah, What do you yeah, want to yeah. end with? Do you want... You got oh. any last thoughts to leave the um, people with? Yeah, let me end on this. Uh, my my musical name is Local Color. Local Color. You can look me up on Spotify. Uh, what's the origin? What's the origin story of that? Origin story of Local Color. Right? This is what everyone tuned in for. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so actually, at Ringling, I was at I was working on set, um, just as a fucking like extra extra guy to like do fucking you know the shit that no one else wants to do. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the teachers was like. Oh, like, are you a student? Blah, 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 like, and I was like, no, I, I just, uh, my brother used to go to school here. I kind of live here on, on campus. I got invited on set because I'm trying to see how this shit goes, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I wasn't sure. I just didn't get to know the local color around here. And I was like, 
that's just racist as fuck. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm just colored people. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so why I looked up. So I that's looked up. Such the, a, that's such a weird thing to say. Like, I know it was weird. I was like, all right. Like, I never heard that phrase before. And I thought it was it's racist. Like, so it's I, even I, beyond pop. racist. It's like, wh- where are you from? Like, where? <laughs> who has said that? Like, no, nah, but she was like, I forgot. I You probably didn't know who the teacher, but it was some older female teacher with like black hair. I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and she and so I looked up the the meaning of it and it was like the and that the the definition was really cool it was like the actual color of something in ordinary daylight un uninfluenced by the proximity of other colors so just the color as it is mm. during the day without anything else influencing it just like as raw as it is and I was like hmm I like that I like that definition it's solid let me let me run with like I don't know I just I was just like really hit for me and it's so so random because it was from some old lady that just said some off fucking you know kilter shit that no one says anymore but I was like it it, the definition like hit me hit a note with me so I was like all right like I feel like I'm a certain color not like actually my skin color but like I I feel like my my brand my personality is a lot different than a lot of things and it's like not influenced by you know anything else or that's my goal is like anything else around me is like be influenced by myself and like what process i'm trying to have although i'm obviously yeah. influenced by m- many artists many artists obviously but that was I like, feel like it's whole... a great like undertone message of like what started as something racist and then like when you looked up the definition of like what that was you it was like, like something new, no more like positive thing that was like yeah like yeah positive or uh, and like that's kind of like the whole thing you know like now Trying it's like all right take now it from a negative to a positive yeah and like because i and that's the thing is like i saw it as negative because like i was taught to like you know think that way and it wasn't you know she was just like being really nice and sweet and like that's how she you know so that so that's yeah so that's the origin of local color and i'm really just building it now for what it's gonna be you know what i'm saying i'm still figuring out the brand i mean i have an idea i have a sound i'm i'm going for i really Mm-hmm. made a lot of shit that will never see the light How of day. How many songs have you released? Total, I think I have about eight. Oh, There's a shit on SoundCloud too, but I would say my most professional releases are on um, Spotify. And there's about, I think mm-hmm. seven, seven or eight. I, I should know. But SoundCloud has a bunch of like, un, like old cuts from like high school and like shit when I was like, you know, like, if more people, like poetry. If people go there right now, what do you recommend to listen to first? Oh... Uh, there's oh fuck. There's this one song called Progress, and it's like a on my SoundCloud, and it's just a journal entry of like my feelings, cause like there's I mean I I do write my thoughts down, but like my thing is like you know music is my mode of expression, so like you know that that's where mm-hmm. I wrote like my journal entry of shit, all bars, no like chorus or hook or whatever. Um, but I also mm-hmm. want to, you know, I'm actually pretty good at writing choruses and lyrics and trying to push it together, like, in a more radio-friendly way. So, like, and that's the, also a challenge, like, this industry is, like, I want to make what I want to make, but I also want to get on the radio sometime, hopefully, to get that, you know what I'm saying? So you got to make shit that's, like, palatable for them, but then you also want to make your own shit as an artist. So it's, like, where you make those songs and then you make the songs that are for you and then you put them together yeah. and then, you know what I'm saying, hopefully everyone fucks with it, you know? Yeah. So, last question: If you could talk to your uh, 2016 self, 
in the, on the plane or whenever you arrive and you get a call and it's just a voicemail from yeah. you now what would uh what would you say, would you say? <laughs> i'd be like hey man <laughs> Hey man, you got this, man. Don't let the don't let whatever is about to happen to you is about to suck, and a lot of shitty things are gonna happen. But just know it's all for the better, and you and you're on your fucking way. Just don't don't lose hope. But you got it. Don't lose hope. That's that's what I would say. Is like you just gotta keep it going, man. So that's and that's for all the fucking listeners too. Whoever decides to pick this up and listen this far in. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I, but yeah man well thanks man thanks for coming on of this course dude yeah this was fun i i really enjoyed it. i didn't realize how much cool. i needed to like talk about shit but it really helped a lot so yeah we'll do it we'll do it again sometime for sure I, w- I would love to come on again let me know whenever you know you can come on anytime man just let me know just be like i got something i gotta talk about just come on for man. sure bro i would also be cool we'll to link it. up in person at some point i mean i don't know how comfortable you know you and your girl are with everything but i'm 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 fine i mean we got thanksgiving next week maybe after that yeah uh, i mean i'm not saying like her, my girlfriend's parents uh on thanksgiving but then after that we're i mean we're we're fine with it it's just yeah no i bring it to her parents no i, I get think. it i mean i'm not saying it needs to be like this next fucking day tomorrow but like well just, we'll see what know, happens in the future friday you said they're gonna announce some new Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, maybe I, we, I won't see you for a while. <laughs> yeah, but, but either way, well, we should we'll, stay connected. We'll find a time, of course. Okay. Yeah, we will. But um, I think we'll end it. Yeah, man. So, All right, yeah. Thanks, thank thanks, you. guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks to everyone thanks, listening, Gabe. bro. Yeah, thank you, Brian. I'll, I'll talk to you soon, bro. Yeah.